In each episode of the Rebel Educator podcast, you'll hear discussions with world-class educators, students, and thought leaders in education as I extract the tactics, tools, and routines that you can use as teachers and parents. I'm Tanya Sheckley, founder of Up Academy and host of Rebel Educator. I invite you to join me for these conversations as I discover how to shift the classroom, the learning environment, the mindset, and the pedagogy to resist tradition, reignite wonder, and reimagine the future of education. Subscribe to Rebel Educator wherever you get your podcasts. Edutech Guys Radio, radio radio.edutechguys.com. The opinions expressed on the site this program for those who participants are not intended to and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of any specific educational entity, sponsor, company, state, or government agency. Hello and welcome to this episode of EduTech Guys Radio, brought to you by Southwest Arkansas Education Cooperative and Hope Public Schools, both located in Hope, Arkansas. I'm David Henderson. Uh, oh, oh. <laughs> the fight for the mic. Oh, everybody jump for the mic. I'm Greg Moore. And I'm Jeff Medlock. That was great. We both, we both leaned into the mic and there looked at each other. Everybody. Oh, we haven't been doing this for 15 episodes, so we're still, we're, we're still new at this. That's right. Give us time. That's it's always right. a new game here. Always. <laughs> hey, uh, thanks for joining us at radio.edutechguys.com. And uh, if you'd like, you can also uh, hop on Periscope and uh, check us out. We're broadcasting live on Periscope as well. We appreciate everybody tuning in there. Um, you can uh, tweet to us at Edutech Guys, and uh, we're following along on the Twitter, as Jeff would say. Oh, sorry. I gotta put the fish on the, the table. Twitter. The fish on the table. There we go. The Twitter. And I say I'm following along, and I'm actually not. Just to let he you know. He lies. I know. I I missed I missed it. Um, How dare you! Anyway, so uh, today's show, uh, we're going to be talking. We're going to be talking about Learn Launch Accelerator, 50 of the best podcasts for high school students. Why have a class Twitter account? <laughs> you mean a tweet? A tweeter? A tweeter. Gotta have the tweeter. Uh, among some other things um, about uh, instructional programs and uh, should. Colleges judge social media presence as a basis for admissions. Ooh. You know, I think that's a neat one. That is, I that's... would have never gotten any degree or anything. I would been. They'd be like, "Who? Get out of here!" <laughs> 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 well, you know, when we jump into that topic, that's going to be really cool to talk about because uh, they actually talk about that very thing. Oh, really? Yeah, about not about being no on? no presence whatsoever. A ghost in the machine on the uh, interwebs on the yeah. the super highway, if you will. Information super. <laughs> Yeah. Welcome to the 90s. I, on the other hand, they would look at my stuff and go, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> nah. uh, they love you, David. Everybody loves David. I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> it's hard to believe it's episode 15 already. We've, We've already been doing this. Episodes. Man. That's a long time. That's, that's it three, is. That's three fives. It is three fives. <laughs> that, is, that is one more episode than twice the number of Star Wars episodes that are oh, about just, to... Just crazy. You know, <coughs> we're cranking right along now. We are. If we, if we, we can measure, hoofing. if we can measure the radio at Jutech guys stuff in Star Wars, then we're just we are smoking crazy. it. We are. We're like Han Solo's grandchildren. <laughs> <laughs> and Jeff is just looking at us like we've lost our minds, which we probably have. We have. Uh, yeah. I'm not sure why I do this show with you guys. <laughs> 
I'm going to put on my headphones and listen to myself so that I'll talk really slow. Oh, yes. For, any, for anyone who's never done a radio show or tried to speak while hearing yourself in your ears, it is a very different experience. Yeah, it's, it, it breaks your mind. That, there, there's an app for that. Right? Oh. Now I can't remember what it's called. Yeah, what my was daughter was playing with that. And, you yeah, know, where you talk and it's got the door. Yeah. Yeah. I had a me reading one fish, blue fish, red fish, two, two fish, fish, 12 fish, whatever that's Whatever it is. Dr. Al, Al Kamazar Seuss book. Hey, you know what's interesting is if you're listening to us right now, you're listening to us at radio.edutechguys.com. You can also catch us up on the web at www.edutechguys.com. Jump to the bottom of the page. You can drop us a note, leave us a message, send us an email. You can also find us on Twitter at edutechguys. Um, also, now if you'll go to the iTunes store and you will search podcasts for edutechguys, you will find our previous shows on there. Uh, we're, we're four short at this point. I have not gotten one through four on the podcast have, feed have, yet, but it should be up by tomorrow. Yeah, the podcast is currently four shortened. It's four short. <laughs> it's where's my where's my hammer? I, I couldn't I couldn't I couldn't help it. I had to do it. No hammer. It's you can't touch hammer. <laughs> so yeah, you can check us out on uh, iTunes. Pull us up on the podcast stream there and add it to your device and listen to us on the road in the air. On a horse, <laughs> on a bear. I was trying to rhyme that, but it didn't come out. Oh. Right <laughs> also, hey, we're coming up pretty soon. Uh, the f- three of us will be traveling with two other techs to Minneapolis, Minnesota, for the Jamf National Conference in October. Um, JNUC. JNUC, yes. the Jamf Nation Users Jamf. Conference. A uh, lot of fun. Uh, I think the most fun of the whole conference is just the networking with folks that you meet there, because. It's not just education, large group of education people, right? Uh, but people from all, you know, yeah. if they're using a Mac or a, an iOS device, they're probably using Jamf to, uh, to be as, a, as an MDM, as mobile right. device management piece. So. Yeah, and it's uh, just throw this out there, but we've got uh, in, in, in our service area, which we serve nine districts, um, two of the districts are already using it. Uh, one district uh, is seriously considering it, and then another um, that I talked with uh, would like uh, some more information, a demo, that kind of thing. So one of the things that I'm going to do is uh, pull together a demo from Jamf uh, during one of the area tech meetings. Awesome. So uh, yeah, that'd, that'd be, cool. be perfect. Yeah. And uh, when uh, when that gets scheduled, I'll throw that out there. And uh, yeah, we'd be we'd love anybody to. within the listening area. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so uh, the world. It's can, interesting. I think it's we're, we're four weeks into school. Is this the fourth week or fifth week? Oh gosh. Uh, has it only been four weeks? I don't know how much <laughs> farther I can make it. We're getting close to progress report time for the first nine weeks uh, in this area. No. And I know most schools are now getting settled in. I think we're kind of finally getting close to getting settled in. We still have some stuff that, you know, it's always something coming always. up. But, uh, always something if you have something going on out there, down. please drop it to us on the Twitter or, like I said, go to www.edutechguys.com down at the bottom of the page and send us a message. David checks those religiously every evening at 542 uh, p.m. 543, not 541. 542 p.m. Religiously. Some Wednesdays. Pulls out Easter. Bible pad and checks it. I thought you'd like that one. That's That's fun stuff, isn't it? That's very funny. Hey, listen. uh, You're a very funny man. Today's show, uh, we don't have a guest today. Uh, Last week we had an an excellent guest, Richard Byrne, who was a lot of fun to talk to. Mm. Uh, We hope to talk to again soon. He's actually coming to Arkansas in November. And uh, we're going to find out those dates from him when he publishes them on his website, which he hasn't yet. He hasn't, but do you think he's coming to 
Schools without walls? No, it's actually, I know exactly what it is. It's the oh. Rural Superintendents Conference that they have. Oh. And that's exactly where he's going to be okay. at. Because those dates match up with the exact dates that he gave us. Ah. So I, he, I believe he's you coming You did some internet sleuthing. Well, I mentioned it to my superintendent. Oh. And he said, you know, that's the same dates that I'm going to the Rural Convention there. Well, then, speaking of Schools Without Walls, their keynote speaker and special guest presenter is Ginger Lumen, and she's been on the show before, so that's pretty cool. We're gonna, so we're going to go to Schools Without Walls, I think. We're going to try. Um, actually, do a presentation up there, uh, take the radio show on the road on in front of a live road. studio audience, and uh, maybe we'll get Ginger in studio on the air. That'll be cool. Awesome. Yeah, Definitely. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> definitely. Uh, if you want to check that out on the web, uh, we're also posted here on the Twitter here in just a second. <laughs> it's Benton B, B-E-N-T-O-N-B dot Wix dot com and slash S-Y-Web. If you want to check it out, uh, I'm about to drop it on the old Twitter right oh, now. Okay. Oh, did you do it? I was working on it, but I can't, I, can't keep, I can't keep up with you. <laughs> I am fast. Um, <laughs> Schools Without Walls is now that, that website is now on uh, the Twitter feed make sure you check it out I think it's going to be a, a really good one this year I think this is their third or fourth year so they've, you know, they've got those years under their belt now and so uh, it looks like they have some really great stuff going on I believe they are still calling for a pre- presenter so if you've got something that will work great uh, definitely jump over to the website uh, click for pre- presenters let's see uh, matriculating matriculating <laughs> I'm matriculating. Uh, yeah, they are still. It looks like they are still taking a taking a call for presenters. So cool. If you definitely want to do it. Definitely jump over there. Um, yeah. So we had Richard last week, and uh, we have some other guests coming up in the future. Uh, we'll try to maybe start putting those out on the website a little early, so you'll know what's going to happen. Keep them on our Facebook page. What? <clears throat> There's we only three of us. Spoiled a surprise. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why you people think we can keep up with a Facebook page. There's only three of us. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Who's going to watch my Pinterest? <laughs> I'm crocheting pot holders for Christmas. Yeah. My goodness. So <laughs> is that and what I'm getting this year? Pot holder. That's all what right. you get for Christmas. Thanks, You're man. spoiling all the surprises. Yeah. <laughs> Darn it. There's no mystery left. I tell you what's really cool. So today we're going to talk about some stuff that's uh, about podcasts and about what's going on in the classrooms and all that good things. So how about we take a quick uh, jump out to one of our commercials that David dropped out? We are uh, we are also going to be at the AESA uh, conference in December in New Orleans. In New Orleans, New Orleans. yes. I was going to say, if you tell you more about it. Well, I, I was, but I thought that was the promo you were playing. No, I'll let you tell them. About, tell oh, okay. Well, then, yeah. <laughs> then I'll play the promo for you. How's that? As you can tell, this is totally unscripted. Yeah, we're professional. <laughs> we, uh, <laughs> I see the script. I just can't read it. Right, well, <laughs> there you go. That's why we're on the radio. Um, yeah, December, um, early December, the 5th through the 8th or 9th or somewhere in there. I'll be honest. I can't remember. I just know it's around the 5th. Um, the AESA, which is the uh, Association for Education Service Agencies, um, it's their national uh, winter conference. It's going to be in New Orleans at the Hyatt Regency, and we'll be broadcasting live. Um, so you, uh, you can check us out there, and uh, you can go to aesa.us and get information about the different breakout sessions, and uh, they're still putting... Uh, some of that together, but um, it's a it's a pretty cool conference. It's uh, um, 
it's where education service agencies from around the nation uh, come together and talk about the different services they provide. Uh, there's a big vendor uh, floor area. Uh, you can meet up with vendors offering uh, different wares and softwares uh, and uh, hang out and hang out with us. And we'll be there. So hey, be awesome. we're going to drop to a 30-second uh, commercial real quick, and we'll be right back with some more EduTech Guys Radio. Join EduTech Guys Live from the 30th Annual AESA Conference in New Orleans, December 2nd through the 5th. We'll be providing day-by-day coverage as we talk with presenters, attendees, and members of education service agencies from around the nation. Get rid of the noise and listen to the music with EduTech Guys Live, December 2nd through the 5th. Brought to you by Southwest Arkansas Education Cooperative, Hope Public Schools, and the Association of Education Service Agencies. Hey, welcome back to radio.edutechguys.com. We're live, coming from the Southwest Arkansas Educational Co-op. Live. Might as well jump into the old fray. So I posted some stuff on our topics today. The first one was uh, about Learn Launch Accelerator. Um, pretty interesting stuff. They are an accelerator out of Boston. And, uh, Boston. 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 They, um, uh, Wicked awesome. Yeah. They're, they're doing some really interesting stuff. So the fall, they have an accelerator program. If you don't know about an accelerator program, you don't necessarily need to know about it, but you can that's, really get your kids excited about it. That's what it. CERN does, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Throw a bunch of students in there. No. Exotic particles. Not the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> what's great about, what's cool about accelerators, that they've been around for a long time, and they'll have competitions where uh, tons of startups will you know, show them, will, will enter and you know throw their wares, do an elevator pitch, and you know, try to say, hey, look at our startup. We need some help getting it going. What an accelerator does is it takes those startups that it chooses. It gives them a little money. Sometimes, sometimes there's no money involved, but it does put them in touch with lawyers and managers and PR people and other people in the business, and it helps them. And it helps them get their business into their startup hmm. situated, so that they learn a lot more about you know being into that, being in the program of being a startup. So uh, that's a big deal now is I think a lot of people have realized that uh, maybe education is the way to start going with startups because, you know, Facebook's Facebook and Twitter's Twitter, and I don't need another one until someone uh, buzzes my phone. Sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, um, uh, they, they did uh, the companies that are selected this fall are, and this is out of Boston. That's where the Learn Launch Accelerator is. Um, it says, we are excited to match up these companies with members of exceptional Boston ed tech and entrepreneurial ecosystems to grow lasting and impactful companies. So they are Affordable College, which is a platform out of uh, Atlanta, Georgia, which helps college students uh, get a clear path to how they can afford a bachelor's degree. Then there's Babel Books. <laughs> That's funny. Out of Boston. Yeah. Uh, Cashtivity out of Melbourne, Australia. And uh, that's a pretty neat one. Uh, 21st Century Skills about learning to be an entrepreneur. Um, learning Game Studios out of Alexandria, Virginia. Menlo Learn out of New York. Uh, Skooky. I love that one. S-K-O-O-K-I-I. Um, it says it's an engaging payment platform for K-12, K-12 schools and uh, parents, which oh. is interesting. That's out of Temple, Arizona. And the last one is uh, Teachers Connect out of Boston, Massachusetts. Boston. Boston. So, yeah, that's uh, that's pretty exciting. Um, they they started off with about a little over a hundred uh, groups. They narrowed it down to those. They narrowed it down to those, and um, 
they will start partnering with companies and coaches and all this kind of stuff to help them learn this is the business of doing that whole thing. And that is very cool. I just thought very I wanted cool. to throw it out. I thought you guys might enjoy that one. Uh, well, I read something not long ago um, that when it comes to uh, funding startups, venture capital, uh, things along those lines, that the education uh, market is really where a lot of those folks are focusing their attention um, that uh, the that the education market um, those any any startups that are focusing on working directly with students in schools um, that that that's where venture capitalists and 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 even traditional models you know uh, banks those types of entities uh, that they're working with those startups that are focused on education. So, you know, hey, if you've got an idea for an education startup, get your stuff together, and uh, there, there is, there's money and backing to be had. You know, that's true. It, I think what's really interesting is uh, we were just talking about something that happened today and that we are still dealing with. In certain areas of what we do, we're running into software that's five, ten years yeah, old. Yes. Any, anytime you hit software that's, that's a, that hits the decade mark, you know yeah. something is wrong. <laughs> well, you know, and you got to look at if you are looking at a platform, and this is where a lot of startups come from. If you're looking at a platform and you go, I can see ten glaringly big holes in this this mm -hmm. piece of software, this mm -hmm. app, and you know, you 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 talk about it with your friends and colleagues, and they go, yeah, you know, you're right. And then you look for an alternative, and it's just not one of There's not one there, mm -hmm. and you know, if you wait for the company to fix those blaring holes, you might have just missed an opportunity just to rewrite the whole thing. Right. Sure. And, and, and beat them to the punch. You know, who makes the better mousetrap is what right. it comes down to. Exactly. And, and that's, if people are wondering why, why there's so many startups, well, that's why. Because somebody goes, well, I can make a better app that'll get you to a better burger place faster. Right. You know, so, I mean, but, you know, <laughs> that, that's the really key. And, and I really think that in education right now, that's where we are. Because a lot of educational apps were really quick. Hey, drag the A to the apple and the B to the baseball and the C to the cat. And that's all it did. Right. Well, that was fine on the iPad 1 four years ago. Right. But now we needed to tie to a standard and we needed to show it. You know? Exactly. Well, and not only that, but, um, you know, looking through this through this list of, of uh, uh, I guess, winners, awardees. I don't know what you call the people who won. Right. Um, but you look through these and... You know, several of these are not aimed at students. That's They're cool. aimed at the teachers themselves. Right. And parents. Building those, and, and parents, you know, yep. building those collaborative communities right. and, and, and <clears throat> helping teachers reach out to other teachers and reach out to parents. And the other way around, helping the parents get in contact or stay in touch with teachers and districts and, and building those communities, which is, yep. I mean, that's vital. Uh, especially, frankly, when it comes time for local districts to need to raise that, you know, some local funding in order to uh, help fund some kind of a project, whether right. it's technology or whatever it happens to be. You know, you start talking about if you've got that community outreach and you can show, hey, this is what we want to do and this we can help you get there. Right. Uh, man, that's a really big deal. It is. You know, it's interesting. Uh, Remind 101. Yeah. That's it. I think it might have started for kids, but it's more of a parental piece now, which brings me to, I'll give them another shout out. We've done it again, Aptigy, which is a startup mm -hmm. here in Arkansas. You know, they're really smart. The website is exactly a communication piece that mirrors the app. And the whole thing is centered around communication. Yes. Not necessarily communication with the students, communication with the community and with the parents, because mm -hmm. that's, that's a big one. 
Uh, you know, because you're right. We're looking for somebody to vote that millage in. We're looking for, you know, we, we want to get support, and that's the best way to do Plus, it. Plus, we've already got the students here. Why would we need to communicate with the students through a website? Exactly. We need to communicate with the, with the <laughs> yeah, parents exactly. and everyone else. But you know what's funny? Uh, here in a second, uh, one of the things we're going to talk about having why having a CLIS, a CLIS, a class <laughs> Twitter account, um, That's that's a that's a that falls into, you know, how do you engage students in the communication aspect? And how do you sure. make communication easy for them? Hey, you know, talking about com student communication, one of the really neat articles that's out there is uh, one that's out called 50 of the Best Podcasts for High School Students. Now, I, if you're listening to this, then you probably listen to podcasts. And uh, that's cool. At least one. We At know. least one. Hopefully <laughs> ours. Uh, yeah, hopefully right. listening to us right now. But, you know, that's a, that's a really interesting thing. You might find of the 50 podcasts, if you could throw out this list to your students, you might find that they really might find one they enjoy that might be something, you know, really cool for them. Um, I don't know if you guys are looking at that web page. Uh, yeah. I, I put I, all the links yeah. in there. I'm trying to be all helpful to everybody. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, there's some really cool stuff. You know, not to go through it really quickly, but, you know, they've broken them down uh, by academic-related podcasts, general and special interest podcasts, entrepreneurship, inspirational and motivational. And they put them in there, and there's some really great ones, not just for kids, but just for everyone. You know, like I see one right off the bat that says Star Talk Radio. Cool. Slash Stash and Burn. Wonder Stash what that's about. <laughs> oh, and, of course, TED Talks is in there. And anybody who's ever listened to a TED Talk. If you're not watching that, yeah, if you don't go to the TED Talk site and find you 10 videos that you can't watch, then you've got oh, a yeah. problem. Yeah, yeah exactly. TED Talks. You've got a problem. You got but, you know, talking about TED podcasts, that's a big deal to us. Uh, we've gotten podcasts have been around for a long time good gosh yes but you know it's funny a lot of people listen to podcasts and a lot of people do podcasts and um just today a good friend of mine was on the podcast composers on fire which is all about modern composers writing music composers on fire i know dude. and they're screaming <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm over here stifling a grin because that's oh, exactly what i pictured first of all help me i'm on fire <laughs> That, that explains a lot. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, yeah. that's uh, podcasts yeah. are a big deal. Yeah, especially considering the fact that they fit into your day where you don't necessarily have to set aside time for them explicitly. You can be doing the dishes, you can be driving home, you can be doing all sorts of stuff while you're listening to the podcast. Uh, whereas an article, you actually have to sit down and do nothing but reading the article. Exactly. Or if you happen to tune into a live broadcast online not you, that we know any of those not, no not not that we know any of those but you know but still your schedule has to match up right. which is part of the reason why we worked hard i, I say we jeff mostly by, headed that up but we we mean jeff but yeah yes <laughs> uh, but getting our live broadcasts converted over to podcast format so that you can listen to it later you don't have to listen to us live we we love if you would and love that you do but if you can't then there's at least another way that you can uh, still catch what's going on so yeah, and the, the cool part is, is that i would think listening to podcasts if you start talking about podcasts and video cast oh, podcasts yeah. um vlogs or whatever. vlogs or whatever right. you want to call them or, or live streaming shows because now it's right. it's pretty easy to stream a show periscope yeah periscope or so live youtube or whatever. yeah it's pretty easy right now but i think you can get a lot of kids really interested and maybe doing their own mm -hmm. um you know considering sure. like the platform we use uh, mixler or uh, spreaker you know, they can they can log in and do a one hour show and just knock it right out and have mm -hmm. their own radio show. Um, one of the shows we'll talk about licensing. That'll be interesting. David and I have been doing a lot of research on yeah, licensing that's... for it, and it's it's very expensive. 
Um, it actually is. It, it seems like it's it's you can do uh, you can do about twenty bucks a month, and you could do about forty nine listeners a day. That's what that comes to. Is that, it's, is that it's, an ASCAP license, or is that it's, a, this? There's a, there's, there are two companies out there that are really interesting. They put the whole thing together for you, and it's ASCAP, BMI, SourceWorks. It's it's four or five. They cover all the gamut. Okay, and that's and they the, file the paperwork for you. Right, but exactly. It's 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 LTX. It's listening. It's listening time hours is what it is. Ah. And when it looks great when you first see it because you go, oh, it says like three thousand, you know, LTH. Right. Yes. Well, when you do the math, it comes to about forty nine live listeners, you know, per hour that you're licensed to do oh, because it's, it's licensed per person. Per person. Oh my gosh. When you jump, here's what's really interesting. We're going to talk about this. We'll talk about it. So. What's really interesting is when you get into a commercial license. So if you don't make any money on it, that's one thing. Right. But that's where you can only go certain levels. When you make, if you started off just a basic one and you were going to do a four-hour show, mm -hmm. um, you're looking at twenty-five thousand dollars a month of initial licensing fee, and then you're looking at point oh oh two one cents per song that you play per listener expected. Oi. So. So yeah, that's, and at the end of the at the end of the month, every month you have to calculate up how much you owe them, and then pay them that fee on top of the money that you're looking at. So you see, that's and that's just to make it clear to everyone. That's the cover music, so that you can just like pick a, a song that song. you heard off the radio yeah. and play that. Now, obviously, we have actually since Jeff knows a bunch of musicians and so do you we've actually been able to get in contact with the musicians themselves at which point we don't have to have the we license have to, we have their we have their blessing we, have, we yes well uh, we have their permission and um, uh, in the case of um, a couple of them uh, for example some of the stuff we played through say Nick C's stuff um, it's his own original material and right. it and it has not been licensed yet, right. so therefore, right. it wouldn't it, have been it's covered. essentially public domain. It's, for yeah, lack exactly, of, you know. right. and you know, you which is a whole other interesting conversation because you know there are a lot of artists who that's the route they're going anyway. Right, exactly, that's they're exactly. putting their music out there in the public domain. Feel free to play it anytime, and anywhere. You'll find that SoundCloud in those areas, mm -hmm. a lot of those guys will tell you, "Hey, you can play my music. Just let me know and let me give you." And that's the thing you really want is you need you know, air quote written consent right you know, just them saying sure. in an email hey sure man play my music that would right. be great we'd love to do that or look for uh the creative commons license for anyone yes. who's that's not familiar one. with creative commons that's the what do they call the share and share alike license where yeah, sure. you can yeah it's a it's a license that has been created for the specific uh, use of actually sharing content and covering your legal basis there so you can actually say this is made with a Creative Commons license here's the stuff that's all standardized when you look at the symbol you know oh I can share this as long as I give attribution or I can share this and modify it if I so desire there's a whole bunch of different Creative Commons licenses and pretty much if you just search for Creative Commons licensing you can find that webpage and see all sorts of different levels of Creative Commons licensing which you can then do a search for um, and find music that it's that you know is safe and legal to play uh, in a podcast, and that's something that we see all the time. Whenever we see student projects uh, that have been that have been created at Hope Public Schools, we'll get an email saying, "Hey, I'm looking to get such and such music for my video," and we're like, "Ah, that's tricky. Let's let's talk <laughs> yeah. about this. That is a little tricky." And, yeah. You know, a lot of people do break the law, not on purpose. No, it's no. just they think so hey, easy. Well, right. It let me bring it in, and I drop the music in, and that's the way it goes. Now, here's right. what's really great about your school: there are a lot of kids playing a lot of music. Right. And yeah. there's the thing that's really interesting about doing a radio show at your school, or doing a podcast, or doing a news news show. 
you could probably find, especially a big city. You mm-hmm. know, if if you lived in, and I say big city, you know, it's like twenty thousand. That's big to us. So anyway, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, if you're in a big city, even that, there are there's a lot of music out there, and, and it's really interesting. If Taylor Swift was your friend, and she verbally told you you could play any of her music, she actually has a right, no matter what other contract she signed, because she is the original holder of that music, right? That you can play it. So you know, if you know somebody that's quasi famous, amateur, you know, that played clubs or uh, your churches or things like that. You should always pick your music up. It's a great way to put music on. Sure. Right, it's yeah. funny we got into that talking about podcasts, but you know, a lot of people ask us that a lot. Oh, yeah. And, like, and how even, do you do that? even the ones that don't ask, where you're just wandering through the building and you see a project going on where it's like, ah, these are all Snoop Dogg videos that are yeah. being, you know, <laughs> yes. this not this is not kosher. I'm this sorry. This is not this a is. good idea. This is a bad <laughs> idea. Let's put it. So, hey, we'll, we'll jump on. And uh, it's funny talking about that. Now, tying that into social media. A classroom Twitter. My classroom Twitter, yes. There's a really interesting thing. It's really interesting, um, and I hate to use a, 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 our hearts go out to Delta State. You know, just a few days ago, um, a, a student walked in and shot a professor point blank range and killed him. Mm-hmm. But it's Delta State actually used Twitter as their alert system. Oh, really? And um, that's how it first hit. It, it hit Twitter before it hit anything else. Wow. And alerted a lot of students. Because most ki- most kids have Twitter account. I yeah. mean, that's just the way it goes. And you'll you'll find that they're on Twitter quite a lot. And if you had a classroom account that was your teacher classroom account or your school or your department, you'll find that most kids will probably follow you. Um, you don't have to follow them back. In fact, I would highly recommend that you not follow them back. Right. Because you don't want to even know what they're discussing. Right, probably. exactly. But that, that opens up a <laughs> whole other can of worms. Other. But them following you is perfectly fine. Right. Because when those kids are on Twitter all the time, not Facebook. Yeah. Facebook's for parents at this point, I, I hate to tell you. Well, that's my opinion on it. I, there's not a lot of kids on Facebook. I, I don't think there are. Mostly Twitter and something else that none of us know about. Because I think all the kids realized a few years ago, okay, don't mention this new app. And they don't <laughs> <laughs> well, it's it's interesting. Um, I've got a daughter who just uh, recently turned old enough to legally be on social media. The social media. Right. So um, she and a lot of her friends – is it? Uh, she and a lot of her friends who are uh, about that same age – they are, sorry, sorry, I'm beating the table. Sorry. Bang, um, bang. But, uh, but they are on Facebook and Twitter a little bit, but um, they're, they're at that age where it's all kind of new and opened up. So they're on Twitter. And then I've got a son who's older, and, and he's several years into college, and some of them are on Facebook, but they have been migrating away from yeah. And then, of course, like you said, you know, parents and, and older folks, you know, are, are on Facebook. So it's 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 like to borrow the term, right? Noobs, <laughs> right? Newbies are, uh, to social media in general are latching onto anything. You know, it doesn't matter. You know, put me on right. Instagram and Facebook and Twitter, and I don't care. Just give it to me all, so I can see what's out there. But then it's you know uh, just a few years older than that age range, and it's much more selective much more selective yeah it's it's a 
I remember yeah, dead zone for that. I remember whenever I was in college, Facebook was still college exclusive, and good gosh, yeah. you know, now it's just completely different. It's yeah. just amazing how quickly stuff changes. Well, I understand they're going to do a dislike button now. There's for real. That's, right? That's yeah, the that's talk. actually. So. Yeah. Although technically, it won't. From what I read, it's not actually a dislike button, as in a negative, but it's more like. It's for those situations where you have like a friend who's had a, a tragedy in their life or whatever, and you don't want to put like because that sends a very odd. Yeah. You, know, you want to support them, but you don't want to say, "Oh yeah, I love that your mom just right, died." Right. You know. <laughs> so it, it's a, it's like an empathy button from where the way they're describing it, button. or empathy something like button. that. They haven't finished like deciding what it's going to Sad actually be puppy. badged as. <laughs> well, you know, it's interesting. So back to the the the, the class Twitter, the quitter. Um, <laughs> The class Twitter. Uh, the article is a great one. Uh, it's a uh, teacher tech and about Alice Ke- Alice Keeler. Really nice website. She has a wonderful blog there that she keeps with a lot of stuff. She was talking about a Canadian classroom that uh, tweeted out that they would like a cup of so the like, people across Canada to send them a cup of dirt. Cup and of what they dirt. were doing is they were analyzing soil samples. Oh. And so guess what happened? Yeah. I call it cup they, of they, dirt. They got forty billion cups of dirt. Right. Exactly. But, you know, she's, she's interesting. She's right. You're reaching a lot of people with that. And she made a good point that even though you have the Twitter account that people could follow, be smart and make a class hashtag at the same time so that your parents can put that hashtag in things that they're tweeting, therefore reaching more of their followers by not just, you know, necessarily retweeting or, you know, popping in here. And then um, about tweeting their class. And it's funny. She gives a great usage of tweets here. Tweet class announcements, show off student work, give parents a window into what their child is doing every day, tweet the learning objectives, share student quotes, ask questions. She goes on and on and on. Field trips, project reminders, birthdays. You know, it's true. A teacher could tweet two or three times a day. Very informa- you know, handy information for right. parents that are. And we've got to remember now that the parents that are coming in and bringing in their kids, especially to uh, say K, pre-K to fifth grade, um, that's a young group of parents. Sure. Those are parents that are on Twitter, that right. are on Pinterest, that are yeah. on Snapchat, that are you know out there knocking things down, and um, that'd be pretty cool to to bring them on that way. I, I think it would be. Mm. Yeah. So yeah, go out there and get your Twitter account, and if you're uh, not following us on Twitter, <laughs> at EduTech Guys, a at sign E D U T E C H G U Y S. You can also follow myself at J Madlock and David at David in Arc. D a v i d i n a r k. I'm a, I'm a fast speller. Why can't I speak? <laughs> Maybe you should just start spelling everything you say. Just, you know, <laughs> no, on the air. no. I t h i n k i w i l d o i t. Yeah, no, my brain still can't do that. You can't think that fast. Unfortunately, I'm the stupid one. So that's no, no. Um, None of that self-deprecation here, fellas. That's what it is, buddy. Hey, I'll tell you what we're going to do real quick. Um, well, we've hit the halfway mark. This day is this this show's flying by. Okay. A lot of good conversation. It is for us. I hope it is for you out there listening. Yeah. Everybody's going, oh, my gosh. I want to give a shout-out to our uh, our buddy, uh, Chad Brinkley. He was listening a little earlier. Sweet. Chad. And, uh, Thanks, man. See a group of folks popping in and out listening to us. I'll tell you what we're going to do, uh, featured artist. This is a featured artist from the past, and um, his song is actually uh, one of our leading songs. We played it a couple weeks ago. And um, so here's the kicker. We forget to get featured artists. <laughs> yes, no. yes, we do. So I'm making a plea out to you now, you featured oh. artists out there. My oh, hands are out. And magic featured I'm on artists. my knees right now. The guys will attest. I'm on my knees <laughs> begging. He's making us liars. Virtual. <laughs> yeah. I'm virtually no. on my knees. He's virtually. virtually. Oh, yes, exactly. Um, 
Hey, if you've got some music out there you'd like us to play, please go to the website, go to the bottom, let me know, or just tweet it to us. Or you can write me, Jeff, at edutechguys.com and let me know what you'd like to do. If you want to get a hold of David, it's David at edutechguys.com. And if you want to get a hold of Greg, we keep Wait. his secret because the CIA is looking for him. <laughs> so uh, I tell you what, we're going to jump out real quick, and we're going to listen to a song from Nick Flora called Kick and Scream. This is Nick Flora from Nashville, Tennessee on Edutech Guys Radio.
Hey, that was Nick Flora out of Nashville, Tennessee. If you want to check out any of his music, definitely jump over to iTunes and look up Nick, N-I-C-K, Flora, F-L-O-R-A. Um, I believe his website is nickflora.com. Uh, really nice guy. He does a lot of traveling around the country and plays a lot of house shows where he, he comes to your house and uh, you can invite your friends over and he'll do a big show there and it's a lot of fun. That's a big thing with uh, traveling musicians now is doing house shows. And they come to the living room and play and, you know, you get 30, 40 people and, you know, potluck and they all come over and there's music and you have like live music at your house and they love to do that stuff. That's very cool. Yeah, it's really cool. Um, I would love to see me try to get 30 to 40 people in my living room. <laughs> that would you know, be awesome right there. It, so yeah, nickflora.com. Uh, that's a great place to check out Nick. Hey, welcome back. You're listening to radio.edutechguys.com. We're coming to you live from the Southwest Arkansas Educational Co-op. 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 In uh, Hope, Co-op. Arkansas. Hello. You can check down. us out on the web at www.edutechguys.com. Uh, luckily, there's very few pictures of us on that website, so you won't have to be too scared. You will be spared. Uh, <laughs> we will spare you. We will spare you that terrible thing. <laughs> <clears throat> but, yeah, if you're a musician out there, let us know about your music. Um, we will definitely play it. Even if it's the spoken word to a tin can being beaten with a stick, uh, we, will, we will also listen to it there. Wow. Um, yeah, <laughs> Dave's like, I want to say thanks to all the um, folks that are out there listening to us right now. And also want to say hey to all those folks on uh, Periscope. Sometimes you get the background uh, chatter that goes on, on their station, and it can get a little blue. <laughs> it is not that blue. I'm blue. <laughs> but, so, yeah, we're back. We're having a good discussion today. 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 Um, uh, it's interesting. We were talking about doing a show, which was Sorry. called uh, a lunchtime show. And David hits the table. Sorry, I, I this fine equipment that we I'm, have. I'm, here. I'm a hand talker. He is. You are a hand talker. I am a hand talker. That's you know. That's actually from. Uh, that's a lot like wind talkers. They used them during World War II. They would stand up and do hand talking. <laughs> didn't work um, out so well. That, that was a movie, but it didn't. It never came no. off the paper. No. Hey, well, welcome back. We're talking about some stuff that's important to us, and we hope that it's important to you. We think it's really popular in education right now. One of those things we just finished up with having a Twitter account for your classroom. Yeah. So you should think about that. The other one that we're talking about right now, we're jumping into. It's a great article. The article itself is 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 okay. It's a good it's a good little article, but the title <laughs> the title what? Um, uh, well, I mean the, the article it's it's more it, the the blog is written more of just about this person and it doesn't really go in depth. But the, the title it covers, it covers the t- the basics. Yeah, the basics. The, the, the title is what really caught my eye, and it, I think it's a great jumping off spot for us to have a discussion about this and it's a an ipad alone does not make an instructional program how true true that is oh my gosh have i you know it's interesting a lot of schools jumped on the ipad bandwagon and um it was a bandwagon and Mm. i am still a proponent to this day that a lot of amazing things can happen with an ipad absolutely but you cannot build an entire instructional program off of an ipad yeah or a chromebook or a macbook or any piece of singular technology Absolutely. that's out there it's a it's a tool you, you don't get the tool and all of a sudden you have a full-blown house that's just magically built you actually have to use the tool to actually build something that's exactly right i think that's really interesting and it's it's interesting we were talking at lunch about you know where's that fine line of which piece of equipment that you put in and you know and i made the statement and this is just my personal belief i mean that's not the belief of the department or the edge tech guys but full disclaimer but you know it's interesting the business world is changing you know, we always hear, in, especially in education, well, you've got to use these apps and software because it's what the business world is using. Right, exactly. That's really interesting because when I watch a college uh, commercial or I see a picture from a college room, 
it's like a sea of Max with exactly. a couple of you bunch know, of glowing Apple symbols. symbols. Yeah, it's a bunch of glowing Apple symbols. And it, I'm not saying Apple's the champion at this point, but I think we're also seeing the business world. You know, my insurance salesman carries an iPad and takes pictures and does all the claims through an iPad. Right. Mm-hmm. They don't use an Android. They're using an iPad. I don't, I don't know why. I don't know why the iPad is and, – and it might be because it's a luxury device. I mean, you know, an iPad is uh, – Plus it was first. I mean, you know, it, it did catch – or at least for the tablet. You know, it did catch first before the Android tablets caught on. Right. You're right. So Well, you know, and, you know, most of the – Developers are still developing for this iPad. iPad uh, first, know. at the very least. Right. Yeah. Well, look what happened on Saturday at the at the reservation for iPhone 6s. Yeah. How, how many, many? How many millions? Gosh, I forget the number. It, it was, was over ten. It was ridiculous. Over the weekend, over, over ten the million weekend. reservations over the weekend. So it kind of tells you that's why they're dominating the market at this point. But you know, it's interesting. Uh, there's a couple questions on one of the system administrator lists we all follow that was. Hey, we've got to buy something for K through two. What should we buy? Right. Mm-hmm. And it was interesting to see the responses where people say, "Oh, Chromebooks, got to be Chromebooks." K through two, they don't read and they don't write. And, and if they read, know. they don't read strong. Right. And a Chromebook is a web browser. I mean, in that that tactile use of the hands and the, you know the and any tablet, right. I would agree, was a, a tablet makes a really good choice. Right. But even in that discussion, they said, well, you know, Android doesn't really have a lot of educational stuff as compared to the, the iOS, iOS store. This sure. Is true. iOS store's got a ton of educational pieces out there. Mm-hmm. But that brings us back to an iPad alone does not make an instructional program. Right. You know, the kicker here is, is that, you know, what apps are they using? How right. are they using them? For us... And so often they, they, they approach it back, you know, they say, we have money that we need to spend on technology. And so and the, we aren't trying to solve a problem and then looking for the best tool. We're, we're grabbing tools in search of problems. And that's <laughs> exactly. the yes, wrong that, way to do yes, it. That's, that's right. exactly right. Yeah, we yes. show up at a stadium that's an astroturf with a rake and a shovel and go, okay, well, oh, oh, doggone it. <laughs> well, I mean, really. That's... He, you, Greg's exactly right. I mean, and that's, I guess that's the interesting part for us is that I can't validate sometimes, you know, what are we going to do in the next four years? Right. Well, it, it, so that everyone understands, I don't care where you're at on the face of this planet, one-to-one education and technology inclusion in the classroom is still in its infancy. Oh, yeah. No yeah. one can stand up and says, our school uses these three apps religiously and 95% of the classrooms. Not going to happen. Not going to find a school out there that's going to be able to say that. It doesn't exist. Now, I think we're seeing more places that go, all of our teachers use uh, Google Classroom and Google Apps for education. Sure you do. But at what level? But at what level? And is it a program? Is it, is it, in, is it being actually, is it making, a is difference. it help to the instructional program? Or is it just tacked just, on? Just right. use it. Right, you right. Know, yeah, I, exactly. I use this watering can to put gas in my lawnmower because I broke the spout off. You know right, that, exactly. Is that how you're using it? Yeah, we use the iPad to hold that. That table wobbles a little bit. The iPad goes over. <laughs> oh. That way we can do our dissection of frogs on top of it. And then, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so is it, is, it, is it being supplemental or is it being foundational currently? Exactly. Right. Yeah, Greg, I mean, use the big words. Yes, exactly. I'm, I'm trying to get those $10 words out, you know. You know me, I, I, just t- I just talk until stuff comes out. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I think that's – that's and. Whenever we started rolling out iOS devices, iPads, uh, at Hope Public Schools, I think we really saw whenever we started rolling them out, we rolled them out to teachers first. And being tech guys, we made a very silly assumption that we would just hand them out to the teachers and the teachers would immediately have this you know, light bulb moment where, oh, I could use this in my classroom in these 12 ways. 
Um, and it didn't really work out like that. And I think, now it did in some cases. I will, I'm totally not trying to bash any of our teachers, some of whom are brilliant. Um, but it's not one of those things where you can just throw an iPad at the problem and all of a sudden magic happens. This is something that takes PD, it takes development, sure. it takes, and the, the big word that everybody seems to hate that we talk with, that the plan. Yeah. Um, yes, that, that nasty the four P letter word. word. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And that's, I think because we're tech people and we're naturally drawn to technology, we don't get a piece of technology in our hands and go, oh, let me get the manual for this. We go, oh my gosh, let me look into the settings and change it 14 different ways and break it three times. Right, And then right. realize, oh, I can use this for this these three things and it makes my life so much better. Some people, they get like a global overview of what something can do and then they immediately are able to see how to put that into practice. And other people want to see examples of how to put it into practice. Mm -hmm. And then they disassemble it and figure out how to work it into their workflow. Right. And I don't think we adequately address that in, in education a lot of the time. We have a tendency, um, at the very I don't think we least, know how. I don't mm. think we know how to, to put a, label, I would agree. a definition on it. I would agree. It's like the makey thing that's going on right now. You know, 3D printers and robots and Legos and that whole bit. Uh, the interesting part about that is, is that that is such a small subset of STEAM. Right. That, you know, what about technical writing? Right. You know, I mean, right. everyone's talking STEM and STEAM and STEM and girls and STEM and girls and STEAM. Okay, yeah, but what about technical writing? Mm -hmm. You talk about, a, you, if you go onto any job search board at this point, you're going to see the need for technical writers. Heck, you go you go onto any social media website and you're going to see the you're need for writing, period. <laughs> writing. But, you know, it's interesting, and I, and I think that that's what happens is, is we build a Lego crane that picks up the makey robot that prints a 3D set of glasses for the robot. Um, <laughs> but where, where does that tie into everything else? Right. I, 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 the classes that I visited that are doing things like that, you know, around, uh, there's not a lot of math going on, really. It's just making. Right. You know, and then when it gets to the point of let's code, you know, let's build the code to make this robot roll across the floor and pick up the egg and gently move it and drop it into the Lego uh, dump truck. The, uh, the interesting part is it's like one kid right. doing the coding. Right. Well, I, and I, to that, though, I, I think that kind of goes back to what we're talking about. You know, part of that's planned. But also, um, I, think, I think part of that is also helping the teachers incorporate some of those other things into it. So just for the sake of argument, you have the crane that's going to pick up the robot, right? And yes, the students could simply build the crane and rebuild the crane and tear it down and keep going until they finally get the stupid robot to lift off of the ground. Right. <laughs> Where? Why not incorporate the math that's involved with making that happen right. to start with, and then they can figure out, oh, it's going to have to be able to lift so many X number of grams, grams whatever, and, yeah. and, and, and at this particular you know height and, and whatever is all involved. I'm not a math person, so forgive <laughs> me out there. But still, taking all of those things into account, really, before they even pick up a Lego, I mean, other than the fact maybe they need to, I don't know, measure or weigh or whatever, you know, exactly. So, and, and I think that's the piece we're missing. I think the piece that, that and I, I say we collectively, generically, and not pointedly at anybody, because there are some folks who absolutely get it. Right. But for the most part, I think, especially, you know, when you just throw technology into a classroom and say, hey, here's a bunch of robot parts, and here's some iPads and a Chromebook, and here you go, yep. figure out how to put it all together and, and make it do something. 
that's where the whole planning part comes in. And I think that's where you have folks like tech integration specialists who can who can take those pieces and parts that kind of the, the, the curriculum side and figure out, okay, we got to be able to, to teach the math and the writing. It could be the math and the technical writing. Right. Right. And then teaching the, uh, the functionality here's, you know, make this do this right. type thing. Um, and then add to that the a in steam, the art stuff. Right. So you make this crane, but, is it visually appealing? Right. Who would buy this crane? Is that what that A stands for? The A. Appealing. A. A appealing. <laughs> the Fonzie of it. The Fonzie of it. You know, it's, I, I, I'm excited. We are going to coin that. We own that right now. The Fonzie <laughs> of it. Yes. Yes, Oh, we. my God. You know, it's, I'm, I think we could discuss this for probably two hours. Mm. But I want to move us on. So, uh, you know, that's you, what I'm You here. always do. I'm the move-on guy. You are. At some point, we're going to have to do a whole episode based on the, the, the concept of the silver bullet and what we need yeah. to do for education. We need to do a whole episode a great, on that. There's a great group of people out there we could invite to oh, yeah. uh, to be in on that conversation. Yeah, yeah. We could we could have a panel of folks oh, a ton. And, and just kind of so, uh, in on that. Yeah. One last thing. We were talking about that Twitter in the classroom thing, and um, I told you that I would highly suggest you don't follow your students on Twitter because mm-hmm. the things you'll see in here uh, are you cannot and unsee. Then, and and then, you've got, then you've got the question of, okay, because I have seen this, am I required as a representative right. of the school to do anything about it? And you get into weird And Greg leads areas. us right into the – there's a next article I was looking at. It says, should, should colleges judge, judge social media presence for admissions? Now, here's Wait. what's really interesting is uh, I, there's, a, there's an NC, several NCAA football coaches – will actually look at their, their football players' feeds and ha- have been known to turn down students. And, and colleges are doing the same thing. So, so do employers. Employers do, too. If, if your social media profile is public. And I've even heard of employers that will actually request to become right, your, your friend, friends, quote, yeah. unquote, on Facebook So they Facebook know what you're whatever. doing. Well, it's really interesting. It's, it's funny. They, this this uh, article, which we'll post here in just a second, uh, gives a really neat thing about a Julia and a Kristen. And... They're both 11th graders, and they both are equal. They work at animal shelters, and one plays first clarinet in the orchestra and is raising money for children who are refugees of the Syrian conflict, and, you know, blah, 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 and they look equal. So they're like, well, what do we do? Do we just flip a coin? Right. They actually do. Is they, they, the college went online, this is a real story here, and looked up both of them. And what they found out is that Julia didn't have – much of a digital presence at all. She didn't use Twitter. She didn't use Facebook. Um, but they did find some results about her track and field where she ran and she was a really good player. But right. now, on the other hand, they found Kristen's online uh, online activity revealed that she had some kind of racy self-images and crude lang- language used humorously um, on her Twitter feed. Now, so you know who they chose? Julia. Mm. Because they're like, well, you know, we don't need that headache. That, that was the... So they're both equal academically and, you know, community-wise, but they use their social online presence. And that opens up a whole that opens up a whole social slash, you know, rights discussion of okay, where does where is the line drawn between what is personal and what is public? Cuz that that becomes a whole oh, issue. A big one. 
Especially well, in, well it, the it does, but by the now, same now token. For, in, in this case, yes. For the Twitter thing, obviously that was all public. Right. But then you've got this question of, okay, what about these businesses that are asking to become your friend on Facebook? Right. Because that that's essentially private. And now all of a sudden they're asking to become my friend so they could see what happened in private in the right. past. Right, exactly. Right. This gets into some very gray, I mean, like all, all sorts of different shades of gray. I mean, yeah. you got light well, you know, gray and dark gray is, and everything. You know, as a, as a child... As a kid, you know, you can make some... Oh, yeah, mistakes. Kids make a lot of mistakes, yeah. and, and they learn from them. And it's not held against you. Right. And it's interesting that this is, uh, you know, maybe becoming the norm. It, the, the article talks about that uh, the, the writer uh, in, the New York, in the New York Times uh, did a Kaplan telephone questionnaire and found that 31% of college admission officers had visited an applicant's media page to learn more about them. 31%. Wow. That, that's, so that means that... It's happening. I mean, sure. People do it all the time. You meet someone, and what's the first thing you do is you Google them, right? You know, let's yeah. find out. Let's go to their Twitter. Let's look them up that's on Facebook. That's why I like. I have. That's why I like to have a perfectly generic name, Greg Moore. <laughs> yeah, there's only like four thousand of us out exactly. there. Exactly. But you know, that's that's a really interesting one, and I, I've always said that you know what you do on the internet is going to follow you forever. Exactly. The internet never forgets. True. By the same token. We often hear of uh, folks that are, you know, getting into politics or they've been in politics or whatever, and somebody brings up a student paper that they turned in 30 years ago. Right, exactly. Well, 30 years ago, you wrote blah, blah, blah. Okay. You know, I'm not, I'm, I'm not the same person as I was 30 years ago. Well, obviously. and that's exactly. And, 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 you know, the, and the kicker is, though, you know, even without the social media world that we have where, yes, it's very prevalent and it's out there and in your face in real time, it's already been happening. Right. So it's not really like this is some new thing. Yeah, right. Look. It's, more, it's becoming more prevalent. And it's, it is becoming and it's being, more prevalent. And it's being pulled up in new areas. I think that is, yeah. that's important. I, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, I think it's a, it's a really – there's a great topic. And, and I think that that's – what I was trying to tie back in is the fact that we're getting to a point where – it's time for schools to tar start talking social media. I can see, you know, there needing to be some more talk, especially with juniors and seniors as they get on up there. Right, exactly. Oh, I think, and, and really, I really, I think it needs to start long Earlier. before that, right. just because by the time they are juniors and seniors, think about that. By the time they're juniors and seniors, they're what, 16, 17? Right. Okay, well, legally, they're not supposed to be online until they're 13. Right, right. 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 Yeah, we all know, like yeah. Okay, yeah. so these folks have already had a digital presence that right. could be four, five, six years old. Right. You know, I don't know how many of you ever used TimeHop, the little app that goes back and scans your feeds and tells you what you did four, five, six years ago. But you look back and you go, Holy cow. <laughs> I didn't remember posting that. I was going to say, look how pretty I was. You know? <laughs> that no, is um, true. But you know, I, you're right. I mean, I think it's time that, but you know, I, I, when a lot of kids used to come to me when I did band way back when we rode horses to school, <laughs> you know, I would, I would tell kids, they would go, well, you know, I didn't do very well my ninth and 10th grade year or my 11th grade year. I didn't really. And I was like, right. you know, but admissions officers look at grades because that's all you used to have was grades and go, oh, I see it at 17 or 16 and a half, you grew up right. and you, you broke got right. on the board. I think that can still work with a smart admissions officer could go. Right. I think so, oh, too. Oh, well, look, the last two years, they've really cleaned up their act. Right. They actually deleted their old Twitter, you know, things like that. 
like that. Yeah. But, but it's definitely something I agree with David. That it has to start really early, right. you know, this cyber is, etiquette. This is something and that we both need to push back. We, we need to potentially rein in on the technology side to go, okay, how much is private and how much is public and what kind of boundaries <laughs> can we set? And we also need to have a social aspect where we go, okay, yeah, everybody needs to realize that people grow up. And right. Well, yeah. that's what I was going to say. I'd be curious to talk to those admissions officers, the 31% who said, yeah, they went and looked at an applicant's uh, social media page, to find out, okay, of that 31%, what percentage did that social media page affect that student's admission? Right. You know what I mean? So how big of a part does it play? Right. That's that, That'd be kind of my curiosity there. Right, exactly. I agree. I agree. Um. Hey, we're running close to time. One of our listeners wrote, uh, the good doc, he said, I'm waiting for someone to bring up a presidential candidate's MySpace post in the horrid background. <laughs> and you know, it's right. Think about when MySpace came out. Oh, oh my yeah. gosh. You know, it's possible yeah. that some of these candidates might actually have a exactly. MySpace that's, that's out there. Wow. Hey, listen, nice. uh, we're getting close so to the end of the show. Actually, we're at 5 o'clock. We and are. We've done our hour. But I want to throw out the Google app feature of the week. Uh, this week, uh, new Google Forms came out. And they've made some big they changes. They made the icon purple, which, yeah. which, look, I know that doesn't sound like a big deal, okay? But <laughs> when I, I do Google Forms all the time for personal uh, blogs I do. Purple. And, <laughs> and well, all of a sudden, like, so I, I go to create a new form, and, and it's purple. I'm like, what is this? <laughs> yeah. We've I done, know it's crazy, but seriously. Uh, yes. Yeah, they've added some really neat features in there. If you want to try it out, um, it's, in, it's an opt-in now. You can actually say, no, leave me on the classical Google Form, but you can go in and opt-in to the new <sighs> Google Form. That? So. Even though the uh, the icon has changed across the board, the actual new features are opt-in. So if you want to do that, you need to go to your settings and uh, go ahead and opt into the new stuff. It's pretty cool. Right. It has a floating menus and stuff out to the side. So if you yeah. if you're looking at it and go, it's a new icon, but it looks kind of the same. Well, that's you haven't opted into the new stuff. Right. Um, we'll not go in. full featured until November. That's when uh -huh. it comes out. Hey, listen, you've been listening to radio.edutechguys.com. Catch us on the web, www.edutechguys.com. Catch us on iTunes now on podcasts. You can listen to us on any of your favorite devices, uh, the original 5-gig iPod or even a thumb drive <laughs> that plays a headphone like I said. Um, uh, we've had a great time today. A lot of good stuff. Please visit us on the web. On the web. The web. On litter at uh, <laughs> edutechguys.com on the Twitter. And uh, on Facebook, we have a Facebook page out there, so you can check it for all the good stuff that's going on. Hey, thanks for listening. I'm Jeff Madlock. I'm David Henderson. And I'm Greg Moore. You've been listening to EduTech Guys Radio, radio.edutechguys.com. The opinions expressed on this site is programmed to those of participants and not intended to and do not necessarily reflect opinions of any specific educational entity, sponsor, company, state, or government agency. This is Ross Romano from The Authority here on the B Podcast Network. It's the show where I interview people who know what they're talking about, and no matter your role, we have some recent episodes you won't want to miss. I spoke with Mark Miller, international best-selling author and VP of high-performance leadership at Chick-fil-A, about his brand new book, Culture Rules. Kate Everly Walker, CEO of Presence and author of The Good Boss, joined the show, and we've had conversations with Baruti Caffele, Peter DeWitt, Julie Evans, and many more. Join us each week for ideas to address your current pain points, new perspectives from authors you admire, and fresh takes from up-and-coming voices. Subscribe to The Authority Podcast wherever you listen to podcasts.